Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Rosebro. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying in the name of God to the Word of God. Now, a little bit of a confession. It's really been a long time since I've done any kind of like answering audience questions or things like that. And I thought, you know, maybe it's time for me to amend my ways. I, from time to time, there come up really good questions in the comments uh, that are, are left for us there in, you know, at, on our YouTube channel. So probably a good idea. I might want to address some of them. So that's what I thought I would do today. We'll, we'll kind of change it up a little bit. A good question as it relates to why I use the name Yahweh when referring to God. In fact, let me do this. Let me whirl up the desktop. And let me open up Keynote here because this is where I put this. So this was a, a comment left by Steve. He says, it would be better if you used a real English Bible that does not use the word Yahweh. We'll talk about that. It says, what's wrong with Lord or God? From what I've read, Yahweh is the name of a pagan deity. And by the way, Steve, I don't know where you got that information from. That's absolutely false, and I'll show you it from the Hebrew text. The reason why I use the word Yahweh has nothing to do with it showing up in the ESV, which I teach from, because it doesn't. In fact, let me show you. Let's do this. Let's whirl up the uh, <clears throat> my computerized Bible, and I think my Hebrew is just a little too big here. So we're going to talk about the word Yahweh. Where does it come from? So I'll show you just a clear example of it from the Hebrew text here from Exodus chapter 3 and the name itself and kind of what it implies and how we understand how it works. And I'll show you something from the New Testament as it relates to Jesus as well. So now Moses was keeping the, uh, the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. This is Mount Sinai. Uh, and the angel of Yahweh way appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. So you're going to note the ESV, this is the English Standard Version, it doesn't say Yahweh. I supply the word Yahweh. It does instead use L-O-R-D, and it's all capitalized. So when you're reading an Old Testament text and your English translation has L-O-R-D all capitalized, the Hebrew word behind it, and it's this big one, this one over here on the other side, is what's called the tetragrammaton, the four letters, the name of God, and the name of God is Yahweh. It comes from the Hebrew verb ha which means to be, and Yahweh is the third person masculine singular form that we speak back to God. I'll explain that into a minute in a minute here. But so we can see every time you, you hear me reading and I see the word L-O-R-D all caps, I supply the name Yahweh because it was the Pharisees who came up with the superstition that, well, the, the Bible says in, in Exodus 20 that you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Actually says the name of Yahweh your God in vain. That's what it says. And so they said, well, we'll never take God's name in vain. And if we never say his name, there's many ways that you can take God's name in vain without actually using the name Yahweh. So they were the ones who came up with this idea of every time the name Yahweh shows up in an Old Testament text, they replaced it with the Hebrew word Adonai. 
Now, they didn't replace it in the Masoretic text, but what they did is they pointed Yahweh using the, the points for uh, Adonai. And the idea then is, is that if you were attending an Orthodox Jewish synagogue, and uh, you know, or a Pharisaical synagogue; those are synonymous concepts, by the way. Um, whenever they were reading out an Old Testament text and God's name appeared, they wouldn't say Yahweh; they would say Adonai. Okay, I don't follow the Pharisees' ideas, traditions, or superstitions. I can read the Hebrew text; it says Yahweh. So. We're going to go with what God's name is, and we'll explain what it all means here in a minute. And this is the this is really kind of the text to explain that out. So Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock to the west side of Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of Yahweh appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great, great sight, why the bush is not burned. When Yahweh... Again, Tetragrammaton shows up, saw that he turned aside to see. God called to him from out of the bush, Moshe, Moshe. He said, here I am. He said, do not come near. Take, take your sandals off your feet for the place in which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. Then here we go again. Yahweh said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with, with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? He said, but I will be with you. So God here says, ki eh yeah, all right, eh yeah. That's from the Hebrew verb hayah which is where we get the word Yahweh from. And God says, I will be with you. All right. So there's a sense in which the name Yahweh, it really implies God's presence. He's with us. But there's a little bit more to it than that. And I'll explain as we, we get a little farther into this. But I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people of Egypt, you shall serve, the God, serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And here we got a famous passage. So God said to Moses, and here he says, Eh ye, asher eh ye. I am who I am. I am who I am. I am. So the you know the name I am is associated with that's God's name. And so this again comes from the Hebrew verb hayah. And ehye is the first person singular form of it. Yahweh is the third person masculine singular form of it, which we say back to God. And that is, is that like saying he is. Right now, let me give you an example then that will kind of help out a little bit in uh, Revelation eight. 
God speaking. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, who was, who is to come. So Yahweh, you know, or, or you know, Hayah is this idea that God is the self-existing one. He's also the with us one. And God has always been. So he is the one who is, who was, who is to come. Revelation 1.8 is picking up really on, on the Hebrew concept of what's going on behind the name of God. Uh, Revelation 22.13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And that's Jesus speaking because Jesus is Yahweh. So the idea then is, is that the, the word Yahweh, it, it's all this interplay, if you would, uh, with the Hebrew verb Hayah. All right. So God says, he says, eh yeh, asher, eh yeh, I am who I am. We say God is uh, uh, Yahweh. He is. <laughs> Okay, that's really the idea behind it. Uh, he, God is the is the ising God. He's the self-existing one. He's the one who is, who was, who is to come. And that name, wow, says a lot. Now, I'll throw in a little bit of extra stuff here, too. Because when it comes to Jesus Christ, it's important that we recognize who Jesus is. He is the I am. And, and so let's, let's find a clear passage along these lines, and you'll get what I'm saying here. Uh, in Romans 10, it says this, Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments or continues to keep on doing them shall live by them. But the, righteous, the, but the righteousness based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, it's in your mouth, it's in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now, real quick, when we're confessing that Jesus is Lord, are we just confessing that Jesus is the boss? It's more than that. So this, what does it mean to confess that Jesus is Lord? Well, watch. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For what does the scripture, for what, for the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And if you do your cross-references here, that is Joel chapter 2, verse 32, being quoted by the Apostle Paul. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, watch this. You know, he clearly... Paul is saying that Joel 2.32 is referring to Jesus because uh, we, everyone, you know, with your mouth, you confess that Jesus is Lord and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, when you go to Joel, Joel 2.32... Here's here it is in context. Uh, Joel prophesying, I will show my wonders, show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, the moon to blood before the great and awesome day of Yahweh comes. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of Yahweh shall be saved. So you'll note your, your Old Testament, if you, your English translation says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, but the Hebrew says Yahweh. Everyone who calls on the name of Yahweh will be saved. And so we know then that from here, Romans chapter 10, 
verse 13, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. That's referring to Jesus. That means Jesus is Yahweh. Well, it's, it's even better than that. And uh, you know, f- let me give you another text that we're all familiar with. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was uh, in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Well, this portion right in here. Um, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in in heaven on earth, that has its antecedent in the prophet Isaiah chapter 45. I'll start at verse 21. Isaiah 45, 21 says, Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of of old? Was it not I, Yahweh? And there is no other God besides me. So who's talking? Yahweh. Yahweh. Right? And it was it not I, Yahweh, and there is no other God beside me, a righteous God and a Savior, and there is none besides me. So turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is no other. By myself I have sworn, from my mouth has gone out in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear allegiance." Wait, wait, wait. Philippians says to Jesus, every knee will bow. Right. Yahweh speaking in Isaiah 45. And that means Jesus is Yahweh. Right. Now, another little bit of a note here. You know, let's let's talk about the word Yah. So you can take the, the name Yahweh and you can shorten it. And this happens a lot in Hebrew names and also a very and a very famous word that you all know, that you're all familiar with. Hallelujah. Right? Yah is the shortened form of Yahweh. So, for instance, let me just show you a couple examples of where this shows up in the Old Testament. When Samuel became old, he made his sons judge, judges over Israel. The name of his first son was Yoel. Now, Yoel means Yahweh is God. The Yo, that's, that's the shortened form of Yah, Yah. So, Yoel, that means that Yahweh is God. Uh, in Judges 18, we, we, the people of Dan set up carved image for themselves and Yoanathan, Yoanathan, y- y- that's Yahweh he has provided, right? Jonathan, Jonathan. So, and then here's the famous one that you, everybody knows. Praise Yahweh is Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, right? And then that gets translated into Greek as hallelujah, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah means praise Yahweh. And you can hear the, at the end here, Yah, 
That's the shortened name of Yahweh. So when, when you hear the word Yah or forms of Yah in, in the names of the people of Israel in the Old Testament, that's invoking Yahweh. So you, know, you get the idea. But let me, let me show you one other bit. And if you remember back here, uh, God's name is I Am, right? Well, Jesus uses that, that name for himself a few times. I, I think in particular, hang on a second here. I'm, I'm doing this from memory. All right. It's Matthew 14. So watch what happens here. And I'll make the Greek just a little bit bigger. Immediately, uh, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, so the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But the disciples saw him uh, walking on the sea. They were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, and uh, this is where the Greek is going to be super helpful. Um, so he said, um, lego th uh, tharsate, uh, that means uh, take heart, ego, a me, I am. And then he says, me phobistha, do not be afraid. Jesus uses the divine name for himself, I am, from Exodus 3, he uses it for himself right here. Take heart, I am, do not be afraid. And in John chapter 8, he, he, he uses this name for himself in a way that nearly gets him killed. Uh, he has this long running, uh, let's say, conversation with the, uh, uh, with the Pharisees. And, uh, and you know, they, they, uh, th this battle is amazing. So, so the, it says, and I'll get to like the, the punchline though. John eight forty eight. the Jews answered him, are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I don't have a demon, but I honor my father. You dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There's one who seeks it. He is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. So the Jews said to him, well, now we know you have a demon. Abraham died as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my words, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? Abraham, who uh, and and who died, and the prophets who died. Who do you make yourself out to be? So you remember, Abraham heard the words of God. God spoke to him directly, and yet Abraham died. The prophets they all received God's words, you know, and prophesied them, and yet they all died. So they're pointing this out, and they say, "Who Jesus are you making yourself out to be?" Jesus answered, "If I glorify myself." My glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you haven't known him. I know him. If I were to say I do not know him, I'd be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Now, important to note here, when Jesus says your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day, this is extra biblical information. It's not recorded in the Old Testament at all. So Jesus is, act, is acting like he knows Abraham and he has extra information about Abraham that not even Moses recorded. So the Jews said to him, you're not yet 50 years old and you've seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, and this says, ego, ami, I am. 
He uses the divine name from Exodus 3 for himself. So they picked up stones to throw at him. They thought he was committing blasphemy, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. So the law, that's kind of a long answer to the question about, you know, why do I use the word Yahweh? Because that's the name of God. And, uh, and, uh, and God is the one who says, I am. And then he uses, and they says, say to this people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. We understand how the Hebrew word Hayah here is being used uh, by God to say that he is the one who is, who was, who is to come, uh, the, the self-existing one, the, the, with you, the, the God who is always with you kind of thing. That's a big deal. And so I, I, you know, coming back then, you know, we'll just kind of review the question. Uh, Steve says it would be better if you used a real English Bible that does not use the word Yahweh. The Bible, the Old Testament's written in Hebrew. I read Hebrew. It's better if we say what God originally said. And good translations of the Bible exist in, you know, all kinds of languages, including English. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the original, uh, the original Old Testament is written in Hebrew, and the name of God is clearly spelled out for that, for us there. It's Yahweh. In other words, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise Yahweh. You get the idea. So hopefully you found this helpful. If so, all the information on how you can share the video is down below. And until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ and his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen. Amen.